0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people, and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1-12, through 12, called To Judge or Not to Judge.
1: We're in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, as we move verse by verse through the book of Matthew. Today, the sermon title, To Judge or Not to Judge, That is the Question. So we're going to read the passage together. It's Matthew, chapter 7, verses 1 through 12. If you're able to stand with us, would you stand for the reading of the Word of God? Matthew 7, 1 through 12. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus. Verse 1 reads this way, do not judge so that you will not be judged, Matthew 7, 2. For in the way you judge, you will be judged, and by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Verse 7, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. What man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will he will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, not know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. Father, thank you for your holy word. It is living and it is powerful. And Jesus, thank you for what you preached here because this is a question that so many people have in our world about judging and what does the Bible actually say about it and how do we navigate such a topic as this? So we wanna have ears to hear what your spirit would say to us and we need wisdom in discerning how we're supposed to judge things, Lord. And what does the kingdom of God look like? What does kingdom discernment look like? How can we have the heart of our King more and more as we live? So would you help us, Lord, to have understanding, have ears to hear, and a heart to apply your word, and may you be glorified in these moments we have together. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. You can have a seat to judge or not to judge. That is the question. So last week, we talked about worry, and uh, Jesus essentially said, don't worry. And then today, we're talking about judging, and Jesus says, don't judge." So. After these two sermons, most of us will have nothing more to talk about. Let that sink in for a moment and receive it as you will. (laughs) So uh, in past years, uh, in the past 10 or 15 years, I remember reading a lot of uh, information on Bible verses and stuff like that and what were the most popular, well-known verses in the country and in the world. And at one point, and I don't know if it's true today, This author said that Matthew 7-1 had surpassed John 3-16 in terms of people knowing it. People, whether they're believers or unbelievers, know, judge not, lest you be judged. And when do you think that they use it? When you might be saying something corrective to them. And then they say something like this. Doesn't the Bible say somewhere you're not supposed to judge, right? Right? And we hear that, and sometimes, depending on your familiarity with the Bible, you might think, well, yeah, there is a verse that says that, and what does the Bible say about this? And as I've watched our world, and I know this is quite plain to all of us, our world has become now a hyper opinionated place. Because what's happened now is social media has given everyone a platform for their opinions. And then everyone else can comment on whatever they put on social media. And you can watch someone put their opinion out there and have a platform. And then everybody comment on what they said. And then people will debate and judge one another in the opinion section as well. And that's where we live today. It seems like we're very divided. We could talk about division in politics. We can talk about, you know, Things that we talk about, maybe we go out to lunch with our friends and we can criticize politicians, we can criticize coaches. He should have done this and they would have won the game. And it seems like there's a lot of areas where we think it's okay. We've kind of baptized judging people and it's, it's certainly okay to judge that and this and these people. But when it comes to judging me like about moral things or religious truth, that's all of a sudden when we get a little touchy and people can quote Matthew 7.1. You're being judgy, man. Don't judge me. Well, what did Jesus actually say about judging? Was he basically saying that all judgment is wrong? Or was he bringing clarity about the type of judgment that we all need to practice? Well, I think the latter is true. And it's going to be, become very clear for us because we all know you guys make judgments every single day. You make judgments about your friend groups. You make judgment about what you're gonna watch, what you're gonna wear, where you would go today. And little judgments uh, every single day, probably every hour of every day, we all make judgments. And in the Christian world, we sometimes call that discernment. And discernment is really just another word for judging. So the Bible does talk about this topic. And the connecting thread throughout these ideas is the idea of relationships. How do we navigate this? Let me give you some structure for those of you who like to take notes on the structure of these 12 verses. Verses one through five talk about people who are too critical in their judgment. Verses one through five. Verse six talks about people who are too uncritical in their judgment. So too critical, verses one through five. Verse six, too uncritical in their judgment. Verses seven through 11 talk about God's provision for making good judgment. And we'll talk about that in a moment. And then verse 12 is the kind of the capping big concept. However you want people to treat you, treat them. You can think about judging. However you want people to deal with specks in your eye, you should deal with specks in their eye the same way. And then Jesus gives us the famous golden rule for such is the law and the prophets. So let's jump in with the opening verse, and it reads this way. Do not judge, 7-1 of Matthew, lest you be judged. The word for judge there is used twice, and it's the Greek word krino. It's a technical word for legal decisions, but it comes to be known generally as forming judgments or reaching conclusions about both things and people. In the New Testament, there are a handful of Greek words from krino to anakrino, a diacrino, dakimazzo, and parazzo, and all of them are basically synonymous. They deal with concepts like this. They carry the idea of judging, testing, examining, discriminating, discerning, deciding, approving, or weighing. And so this is basically what it means when the Bible uses this idea to judge. You might want to replace that or at least add the word discerning Because that's the idea of judging, making good, solid, biblical kingdom decisions since we've been learning about the kingdom of God. Jesus is not outlawing all judgment, but he is specifically talking about a certain type of judgment. If you look ahead just for a second, notice in verse 6, Jesus called certain people dogs and others pigs. Sounds like a judgment to me. (laughs) He'll go on to talk about entering through the narrow gate in verse 13. He'll talk about in verse 15, just skip down for a second, beware of false prophets. How could you beware of them unless you made a judgment? In verse uh, 18, he talks about you'll know people by their fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. He talks about in verse 20, you'll know them by their fruits. Throughout this whole sermon, Jesus has been making judgments And to be made in the image of God, to be a moral being, and I would argue that all humans are moral beings, means that you will make judgments. In fact, one of the major ideas of the imago Dei in the Latin to be made in the image of God is that we make judgments. Animals do things by instincts. Humans make judgments. We make right or wrong judgments. We try to discern good and evil, etc. So People might say they are amoral, but nobody is amoral. If people say, well, all morals are relative, steal their stereo, uh, take their car and see how they feel about moral absolutes. See, all people believe that there are right and wrong things. We can talk about people being amoral or relativistic in a classroom, but it doesn't work in everyday life. So to be made in the image of God means that you make moral decisions every day, and that's not off-limits biblically. What the Bible teaches is to make good decisions, to make right decisions, to have the same heart as your king and your Lord. So I'm gonna put on the screen six things. I wrote an article some years ago with Professor Craig Hawkins. These are six things we're called not to judge. I'm gonna move kind of quickly But you can always go back and watch this. Let me give them to you, these six things. Number one, we are not to judge by a double standard or hypocritically these are the verses before us, Matthew 7, one through five. I think that's pretty clear. Don't be a hypocrite when you judge. Number two, we are not to judge superficially or by mere appearance. Jesus said, don't judge according to appearances, make a righteous judgment. That's number two. Number three, we are not to judge people's motives, 1 Corinthians 4, three through five. I don't know everybody's motives. I might have a pretty good idea or I might come to a conclusion of what might motivate a person to do whatever they do, but I don't really know because I don't know everybody's heart. I don't know what's going on in their mind. Only they know that and God knows that. So I gotta be careful about motives. Number four, we are not to judge one another on non-essential matters or matters of taste or opinion key chapter Romans chapter 14 example whether someone eats meat or not whether someone worships on a Saturday or Sunday these are matters of preference they are not essential doctrines therefore we give grace to one another in matters of opinion number 5 we are not to judge what people's ultimate rewards will be each one of us will appear before the bema seat our works will be tested whether they're precious uh, commodities like silver and gold, etc., or wood, hay, and stubble. Rewards will be t- determined by God when He tests each one of our work. I don't know what your reward's going to be, nor do I know what mine's going to be. Only God knows that. He's going to test the work, so we'll wait until that day.
2: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, I'm producer Rob. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on eight radio stations. Now we're excited to tell you, this month we have begun broadcasting in San Diego, so if you're listening from there... Welcome. We hope that this teaching is a blessing to you. So now we're on two radio stations in Southern California. One in Northern California in the Bay Area, Arizona, Idaho, Utah, and two in Georgia, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. In addition, we have listeners all over the world, like in South Africa, Nepal, Australia, the United Kingdom, Pakistan, and Israel, thanks to our podcast. The country where we have the second most listeners is India, fewer than 3% of the population are Christians there. The point is, the hope of the gospel is getting around. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth by giving at least $5 a month and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. And also, thank you for contributing to the joy in learning God's word and feeling him close. Now, Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, the podcast, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Now, our current level of listener financial support is not quite 50% yet, and we are praying for more listeners to become part of the Walk in Truth team. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible Christmas gift today? Or become a monthly partner of at least $10 a month? Please help us reach 50% listener support before the year ends. Call 844-48-TRUTH to give. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH or give at walkintruth.com. And thank you so much on behalf of Pastor Michael and the whole Walk in Truth team. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: Thank you to all our Walk in Truth financial partners. And be sure to check out our Walk in Truth app available in your app store. Now, back to
1: Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. I don't know what your reward's going to be, nor do I know what mine's going to be. Only God knows that. He's going to test the work, so we'll wait until that day. Number six, we are not to judge people's ultimate destiny. You can look at James 4.12 and 1 Samuel 2.6. We may have a pretty good idea looking at the fruit of one's life, whether someone's a Christian or not, but we don't know everything. We don't know what happened to someone in their dying moments. Even if they were, you know, look like a non-Christian their whole life, did they cry out to God in their last breaths? We don't know that. And while we can have a pretty good idea, we're not the ones determining where someone's going. Now that doesn't mean we can't warn people of judgment and hell. I think we should. And I think we should do that obviously with as much grace as possible. We should speak the truth in love. We can warn people that if they reject the gospel, they'll be under the judgment of God, but we don't make the determination of their final destiny. Only God does that, and that is his prerogative, not mine. Other than that, other than those six things that I know of, we are commanded to judge, but we're commanded to make a righteous judgment. We're commanded to be able to see clearly and take logs out of our eyes before we make judgments about specks in other people's eyes. In the book of Revelation, Jesus judges the seven churches. You're doing this well. This is not so good. Why don't you, I'm going to commend you for this, but I want you to fix that. That's the ultimate judge. He's able to see the good things in our life and the specks that need to go and sometimes the logs that need to go. Amen. So if he made proper judgments, we need to have the right kind of judgments as well. Here's a good guideline. We're to tolerate people and love them unconditionally, but we don't tolerate bad behavior or bad ideas or false ideas. The great evangelist D.L. Moody said, love will rebuke evil, but will not rejoice in it. Love will be impatient of sin, but patient with the sinner. So we're called to make judgments that align with the kingdom of God. This is Psalm nineteen, nine and 10. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. You guys remember that the Bereans were uh, accounted as more noble than those in Thessalonica, for they examined the scriptures daily to see if what Paul was saying was true was it along with biblical revelation? If they tested Paul, then we need to be able to test everything. And 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says exactly that. Examine everything carefully, judge it, weigh it, discern, and hold fast to that which is good. That takes judgment. Amen? We're to weigh things. We're to try to understand what's good and right and true. The Bereans are counted noble for that. Jesus talked about watching out for false teachers or people who are smooth with speech, etc. So the Bible is filled with these kinds of things as we weigh things and try to discern what's good and evil, what's best, and how we navigate this life. Now, Jesus says in verse 2 here's where he clarifies the wrong kind of judgment or how, why we should be careful. He says, In the way you judge, He's using the idea of reciprocity or it's reciprocal. You will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. So you can imagine maybe a, uh, something where you would be measuring something or you would be weighing something. And this is what Jesus says. He says, in the same way that you judge others, it's coming back to you. Now, I hope that makes you and I pause a little bit when we're quick to judge somebody else, because Jesus is saying, the way that I judge, the measures that I use, the scales that I weigh other people on, I'm gonna be weighed on that same scale. And I think that Jesus is pointing to ultimate judgment before God when he will weigh everything, the motives of men's hearts, everything will be crystal clear. But I think there's something else here on another level. The way we judge other people ends up coming back to us. If you're harsh with people, you're probably gonna get some harsh responses. If you're more gracious with people and gentle with people, they'll probably be more gracious and gentle with you. There is a reciprocal reality in the way we go about our lives. Now, I want you to turn, hold your place in Matthew, turn to the book of Romans, just one parallel passage to kind of bring this home. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans chapter two. The apostle Paul's writing to a Jewish and Gentile Combined congregation. Oftentimes he's addressing Jewish people in this church. They're trying to uh, worship together and get on with things together as Jew and Gentile, and some things were difficult. And here's what he says in Romans 2. This is verses 1 and following. Therefore, he says, You have no excuse. Romans 2 1. Every one of you who passes judgment, for in the way that you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge, practice the same things. That's the key thing. Not that judging is wrong, but that you're doing the same things. And we know that the judgment of God, Romans 2, 2, rightly falls on, upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, oh man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same yourself that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience and not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. Now notice this scary verse. But because of your stubbornness, you won't take the log out of your own eye, we might say. An unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to each person according to their deeds. Back to Matthew 7. You can see that the idea here is that if you're going to make a judgment, If you would lovingly remove a speck from a brother or sister's eye, just be careful that you don't have the same speck in your eye or something worse, like a log.
0: You've been listening to To Judge or Not to Judge, part one on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 12. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We would also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have from his teachings today. Or maybe you have a question about something else or need encouragement or prayer. Maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Ah, to judge
1: or not to judge. Isn't that the question? And don't people love to play the judge card, right? Are you judging me, man? Don't judge me. Doesn't the Bible say something about that? Of course, you know, we've pointed out, Taken out of context, right? But people don't live that way, and we all need to make good, righteous judgments, and we all know that we do. But how do I, you might be asking, how do I keep from being judgmental and practice biblical judging, right judging, without having to be the judgment police on people? Well, it does come down to motivation, and this is really, really important to think about. You see, if your motive in saying something to anyone that you care about is love and protection. Like, I'm going to approach someone because I know they're in trouble or I know where this could lead them. You see, if your motive is that and if your, if your attitude, so motive, love and protection, attitude, humility and gentleness. This is Galatians 6, 1 and 2. You can cross-reference If you go to someone in humility and gentleness, you do that because you know you could fall on your face at any moment, right? You could see someone else getting in trouble, but you know you're human too, and you could fall. So it's something like this. I love you. I care about you. I don't want to see something bad happen to you. I know I'm human. I know I fall short as well, but I'm just pointing this out because I would like to see you safe and doing well. I think that will help keep you from being judgmental. If you just want to point out the faults of somebody else so you can feel better or stand on your, you know, stand above people and look down at them and and I'm better than you kind of attitude, well, that's that's just all wrong. That's the wrong motive. So if you can keep that in mind, it's all about love, protection, and an attitude of humility and gentleness. You won't go wrong. Hope that helps. This is Pastor Michael Lance. This is Walk in Truth. We're walking through the incredible gospel of the kingdom, the book of Matthew. I pray it's been a blessing for you. Hey, if you're new to us, you can find out more about how to partner with us when you go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Click on the the tab that uh, would direct you on how to give, and you can support us that way. You can pray for us. We deeply appreciate your prayers. And we, of course, are always looking for people who will partner with us on monthly giving. And if we can pray for you in any way, would you let us know through the website? It's walkintruth.com. We'll see you right here tomorrow for part two on To Judge or Not to Judge.
0: Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. You gotta check it out. It's available in your App Store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 12, called To Judge or Not to Judge. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.